0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Holly Shook. I'm Ryan. I am hosting today with my amazing co-host, live from LA, Mr. Armin. How are you? I'm good, Rye. How are you? Doing amazing. I am dog sitting. I have this weird like side gig now as a dog sitter in Chicago, which is so weird because I'm not like a dog person. Um, so I'm actually recording from their apartment today, and it's 300,000 times nicer than mine. So I feel super fancy. This is such a
1: great racket you got going on. Just house sitting, dog sitting, and then you upgrade in apartments. I'm loving it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I'm literally, they're just at work all day. So they have me come over and sit at their apartment for like four hours and (laughs) pay me to do it. So, I mean, what more could I ask for? You would be sitting in an apartment anyway. So it's... I, I don't leave my apartment in the winter. So this is perfect. I leave my apartment... I feel fancy and rich for like four hours. And then I go back to my place and go to bed. So not too shabby. You are living the high life. Where can I get this gig? I don't know. I don't know how this happened to me. I dog sat for one person. And like apparently the whole city found out. And now this is like my fourth gig as a dog sitter. And it's like I, go, I do it like three times a week. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even a dog person. I don't really like dogs that much. I'm like a cat, cat guy.
1: Well, so I'm that, excited
0: that, for your scandal, Rye. Me too. Um, the one I chose today is like, once again, you guys know, I choose kind of like random stuff, but I remember this happening, I think, wait, was I alive? No, I wasn't alive, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't alive yet. But like, it, it was something I heard about a lot growing up. Um, and I feel like it's on a lot of like top, you know, top scandals of our time. Like if they are like lists and stuff. But I don't know, it's not like super talked about, but you'll know what it is for sure. Okay, Ryan, can you please be 100% honest with me? Are you
1: trying to make this your brand that you have no idea what year it is or (laughs) what year any incident occurs? Because I swear, you are horrible with time and dates.
0: I'm not trying to make it my brand. It just is my brand, but it happened naturally. I literally never know. Well, it's also like, (laughs) this is confusing because a lot of scandals, you know, span... There's fallout from it, and there's backlash, and then there's, like, you know, where are they now? So, like, you, there's lots of dates to remember, like, when I'm freaking looking up and researching everything. There's a pretty drastic
1: difference between, like, I was definitely alive for the scandal. Oh, wait, the scandal happened before I even existed.
0: Okay, but to be fair, it was literally, like, four months before I was born, so... Oh, okay. For all I know, I, like... Was hearing about it in the womb, and like it like got implanted in my mind, like through the womb. That's
1: exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, because that's like how science works. Um, that's how you got into scandal. This scandal <laughs> riveted
1: you yeah. so much in it the just, womb,
0: like as a fetus and an like embryo or whatever. I don't know <laughs> how people are made. But um, it's a
1: stork. It's called a stork. Okay, I the stork drops you off.
0: I flew over and was hearing about this. I don't know. I was like weirdly obsessed with this one too because it's kind of reminiscent of um, my Dixie Chick scandal that I did a couple weeks ago in a way. So should you know, we play the guessing game? It's time for the guessing game. That's my favorite part and Armin always ruins it. So um excited to have no fun at all.
1: Well, first hint is it happened in 93 or no, 92, late 92, right? Because four months
0: before you were born. Yes. So it's late ninety two, um, October to be exact. Do you know what it is yet? <laughs> um okay. It involves a musician. Okay. It involves similar to Dixie Chicks, speaking out against a public a public figure of sorts.
1: Something with and- Kurt Cobain? No.
0: Okay it's a female performer the actual scandal took place on saturday night live oh i think i've heard of this <laughs> but i
1: honestly nothing's coming to mind so i'll just guess like is it a madonna scandal i'm trying to think of like early 90s
0: no. icons weirdly enough madonna had like a lot to say about the scandal and she actually gets brought into it later so what okay so not madonna early 90s She's not still famous. Like, you wouldn't really, like, hear about her anymore. Although there is, like, a mini scandal that I am going to bring up near the end that was, like, recent. Cher? But Cher is still famous. Cher is so famous still. Yeah. You're not going to know. If you haven't guessed it yet, you're not going to (laughs) know. Who is it and what is it? For all the listeners out there who have guessed it, good job. Okay, I actually don't know how to say her name. (laughs) What? You couldn't at least research that? She's Irish, so her name's Sh- Wait,
1: Shania, Shania Twain. No, Wait.
0: Shania Twain's Canadian. Oh, okay. Um How would Shania Twain be Irish? i don't know. <laughs> a music person. Uh, um Could you imagine Irish Shania Twain? Oh my god. Anyway, her name is Shania O'Connor. Shania O'Connor. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't know about a Sinead O'Connor scandal. So this is brand new. This is brand new to me.
0: You don't know about this?
1: I don't think I do. Maybe when you go through it, it'll jog my memory. But honestly, I don't remember off the top of my head, no.
0: So there's a couple, um, like, major key moments in this one. And they're both recorded on tape and on YouTube. Um, so definitely we're going to be tweeting out the links to these videos because I'm going to be, like, referring to them a lot. And they're, like, so awkward. Um, and I love like awkward, like weird moments. So Sinead O'Connor is that how you say it, Sinead?
1: I thought it was Shin- like there was like a shush, but may- maybe not. I don't know.
0: No, it's Irish. I'm Irish. I should freaking know this. I think it's like Sinead, yeah. Um, O'Connor. I'm gonna call her Cine. <laughs> um, so Sinead O'Connor. What were you calling Tom- Tommy Matola on our last podcast? <laughs> oh, Tommy Motorola. And Tommy Motorola. <laughs> I actually was talking about Mariah Carey with someone the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, did you guys know, like, her, like, thing got stolen or whatever? And my friend goes, yeah, by Tony, like, Matola or whatever, and, like, knew his name. <laughs> and I was like, you're, like, too in the know. Um, okay, so back to Sinead. Um, so she ripped up a photo of the Pope on Saturday Night Live during her performance. And people like freaked the fuck out about it, but it's actually really fun. I was reading articles and stuff about this and we'll get to it, but she actually like got, you know, she was crucified by the public. Um, but she actually was like kind of a whistleblower on the whole Catholic church abuse, scandal, child abuse scandals, right? Yeah. So quick rundown her career is like sort of random but um it kind of like her upbringing kind of affects why she was so vocal about this so she was born in Ireland obviously she's Irish and um she had a very emotionally and physically abusive mother she said it was both of her parents but her brother claims that her dad never really like was um, abusive but the mom was And her parents were split up, and she ended up moving out of her mom's house at 15, or I think before she was 15, um, to live with her dad and his new wife or whatever. And then at 15, she was sent to, like, a reform school, because I think she, I want to say she, like, got arrested or something as a teenager, but she was, like, getting into trouble, kind of a rebel, and then got sent to, like, a Catholic, like, reform school, like, boarding school thing. Um, at age 15 and that was actually, she didn't do super well there, like as a like, student, but she, it was kind of where she found her like voice and found her like love for music. And, um, I think she dropped out or something. Her whole childhood is a, a blur, but she ended up joining a band at age ni- uh, at age 18 called Tantan Tan Macaute.
1: Are we supposed to know that band?
0: <laughs> you guys all know Tauntaun Um, I don't even know If that's pronounced correctly It's probably not <laughs> um, yeah, It's like saying Sinead instead of Sinead <laughs> I'm definitely going to get Like a lot of corrections t- From this episode um, Which I will gladly take And Any there's Yeah so she's like in a band now And she kind of gets like noticed In this band She ends up getting signed on a record deal from it at like a young age, so she's like eighteen, and she's kind of like already getting this like career going. She did something with like Sting, the guy from U two. Sting from U two? <laughs> no, the police. What? <laughs> the po- Sting? Yeah, the guy who does guitar. Yeah, from he's from the police. The police. Uh, what's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> oh right so she's she did something with sting um Mm. but also she did something with you too so i'm like okay okay. how many like famous bands are you doing bono bono is you too i know bono is but there's other people in you too no it's just bono um (laughs) so uh yeah so she did something with you too and she's kind of, like, already drama from, like, being a newborn, like, a new star, not a newborn human. She, she,
1: just, she
0: was just a newborn 18-year-old. <laughs> um, once again, don't know how people are conceived. So she uh, is already... She was considered. the inspiration for Benjamin Button. <laughs> okay, too soon. A whole other side plot on Benjamin Button that I'm not getting into, but ask me later. Um... So she was already drama because she, like, I guess was like supportive of the Irish, like, reform um, army or something. I don't know. I tried to do research on the army, but my research on the army went very short. But essentially, I guess, you know, there's like a whole, like, whole other scandal with like Northern Ireland versus like the rest of Ireland. Oh, those Irish with their scandals. There's so much with the Irish. I can't keep up. Um, but she, supported this like army that was kind of, they're trying to get the British rulers or the British people out of Northern army, <laughs> 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 I'm doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> um, or something. And people, I, like I remember my first podcast. <laughs> I know. Jeez Louise. I actually do remember my first podcast. I was so nervous. Um, I remember
1: that. It was so cute. I was like,
0: <laughs> and now look at me. Okay. So, at the same oh, place. Yeah. Have not progressed at all. It's been two years. So, uh, yeah. So, she's drama. People are, like, mad at her for shit. I don't know. Um, I feel like people are always mad at this girl. Um, and then she even, like, said YouTube's music was bombastic in, mm-hmm. like, an interview. And people were like, what the fuck? They, like, basically invented you. So, like, biting the hand that feeds her, whatever. She's just throwing shade. Yeah. Left and right. Okay. She's being a major bitch about everything. Um She just loves controversy, huh? She does. Play crazy. But she's actually really cool. So you're gonna you're gonna grow to love this girl by the end. Um look, we love a controversial celebrity here on Holly Shook. Uh, otherwise we wouldn't even have this podcast. Without them we'd be nothing. So honestly, bless you, Sinead O'Connor, or whatever your name is. <laughs> uh, I honestly now
1: I'm questioning whether Sinead is right like I wonder if I added the shush thing I feel like I've heard that is that not a thing
0: no I think it's a thing because also Sorsha Ronan mm. she doesn't have an h in hers but it's Sorsha. right I love Ronan I hope she never has a scandal because she's so sweet but if she does we will be here oh she's gonna be the first on my list the second she does something weird <laughs> Okay, so that's, like, how she became famous. Well, she's actually not famous yet, I guess. She hasn't released an album yet, but she releases this album. It's called The Lion and the Cobra um, in 1987. And it's, like, hugely acclaimed, very popular. Um, People are saying it's one of the best um, debut, like, albums of the year, of, you know, whatever. It has two um, college, like, alt albums alt-rock, like, college radio hits. So it's, like, she's young. She's popular with, like, young people. Um, She's very, like, rock and roll is her, like, style. I was listening to her music yesterday while I was researching. It was hard to get through, but I could see why young people in the 80s would like it. And then I think after her album, I think, is when her drama started, because I'm like, why would they have cared what she has to say if she wasn't famous yet? Um, So then she does a second album, and this is what kind of, like, solidifies her as, like, a star. So it's called... Her album's called I Do Not Want Want What I Haven't Got, which is, like, just too long of a name for an album, in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm not going to be saying it again. Also, uh, you just don't want, then. Isn't the point of wanting, it's, like,
1: wanting stuff that you don't got? Or I guess she's like, I only want what I have. I'm trying I, to interpret
0: the title. I tried to also, and I got confused halfway through because I'm like, it's already whole sentence. I don't know what the point of it is. Um, so she does the album. Um, she has a huge hit song on it. It's like her biggest song to date called Nothing Compares to You, which I would listen to and I was like, I feel like I've heard this before. How does it go? Uh, oh, I don't know. I only listened to it once and I was like, all right. Um, it's a lot of like, okay, this is like how her like, music sounds. Like it's a lot of like like, uh, she always goes up. It's kind of, like, whiny. I feel like that was the sound of the 90s. There's, like, a lot of, Yeah, it's very, like, uh-huh. um, Which was so the 90s. Um, but she's, like, rock and roll. So this is, like, kind of a, more of a ballad. It's a very pretty song. Um, I could see why it would be her biggest hit, because to me, it's kind of, of the four songs I listened to by her yesterday, um, it's the most like radio friendly kind of like mainstream crossover like anyone would listen to this, whereas the f- other songs that were from her first album are like very like you know acquired taste um <laughs> to be nice <laughs> <laughs> to put um, it mildly <laughs> I mean, music's music people like different things. She's no Ariana Grande <laughs> um, I'm sure
1: so I'm sure O'Connor fans don't care for Ariana Grande, probably.
0: There isn't much overlap there. Yeah, they don't know who she is. Um, so Prince wrote this song apparently, and then ah. there's drama with her and Prince. Apparently, she said like Prince tried to punch her once. <laughs> I'm like, girl, how are you getting in a fight with Prince? Like, you're probably the same size. Um, <laughs> so she,
1: know. so she gets into shit with you two. She gets into shit with Prince, and we haven't even gotten to the scandal
0: yet, is what you're telling me. Oh yeah, no, no, this is just the setup, y'all. Um, also, why does she get in fights with everyone who, like, makes her famous? It's like, like okay, I wrote your biggest hit song, and now you're, you're like, punching me or something? I don't know. Um, it seems like she, she just loves drama. That's what it sounds like. She loves drama, and also I found that a lot of, like, famous male mu- musicians, like, want to beat her up. So, like, I guess Prince tried to fight her, and then there was some drama with, like, she was, like, invited to perform at, like, a sports game in new jersey and she was like i'm not gonna do it if the star spangled banner plays before (laughs) that was a british accent she's gonna she's gonna lose that battle yeah so she was like i'm not doing it if the star spangled banner is playing and everyone was like all right then i guess you're not doing it and then frank sinatra who i guess was still alive (laughs) when did frank sinatra die (laughs) i thought he was from like the 20s i thought he was like a the roaring 20s type of guy. So I guess he was old
1: then. I think he was born in the 20s because like he was like peak Sinatra in the 50s. Okay, so he's like old. Oh, he
0: must have been old at that point. Yeah. So it's like early 90s, I think. Or like whatever. So she, Frank Sinatra's like old and then he goes like, I guess he said, I'm gonna kick her ass. (laughs) So now like an old Frank Sinatra's trying to beat her up. I'm like, girl, just lay low. Like
1: I feel bad for Sinead. She's just trying. I mean, like, she's a little bit controversial, but, like, why Why is, like, the first move to, like, we want to kick her ass?
0: I don't know. And then later on, in when I get to the actual scandal, there's also other people who said that they're going to beat her up. I'm like, can we first off just not beat up women? Maybe. Like, that's a good idea. And also, like, everyone chill out. I'm just, I'm already upset about it. Okay.
1: It's so, so. weird that, like, this is the go-to for, like, specifically for Sinead. Because, like, people get into controversy, like, for example, we're recording this on December 6th, 2018, and Lena Dunham had another controversy. We're not going to go into it, but she's had another controversy in a slew of controversies. But people don't go, I want to beat up Lena Dunham. Right. Do they? I-, I don't hear that. No, no
0: one's like... Nor is it deserved, but like, it's like, like, why was she... Right. It was like, well, we got to beat her up. I don't know. I'm like, what about this woman is like, Causing abuse And I'm like Also she was like Abused as a child So maybe just like Touchy subject Definitely um, So I'm feeling like Really upset for her But also like She I don't know She's all She's
1: allowed her. to love drama Without getting threats Is is what we're saying
0: Right Like call her a bitch Or something Like don't like Kick her ass And like Frank Sinatra You're like on the brink of death At this point What are you gonna really do <laughs> um, He's gonna use his walker <laughs> Yeah like She'll run away Like Anyway so she's, no, she'll just kick his walker and then... <laughs> right. Also, did he have a walker? Let's see. <laughs> You're very confident with his walker. <laughs> so she's, like, doing shit all the time. I guess she's, like, famous. And then, um, like, she's being a guest on a lot of people's star, um, songs. Um, she has a shaved head. So something said that her staple look was a shaved head and an angry expression. Which I'm just like, okay... Anyway, so she's, like, mad about things. (laughs) And so now we're going to get to the (laughs) controversy. Did she, like, did she invent RBF? (laughs) She invented RBF, like, literally Sinead, whatever, (laughs) has resting bitch face at all times. We should just call it the Sinead. The Sinead. The Sinead face, just angry and bald. (laughs) Lo and behold, that wasn't even the scandal that we're getting to. Like, what the heck, girl? So here we are. Are we arrived at Saturday Night Live, October third, nineteen ninety two? She's twenty five years old. So all of this has happened. She's as old as I am right now. Which I'm like, if I have already gotten like death threats by like old people like that much at my age, I'd be like really mentally unstable.
1: But by the way. I feel like we talked about it too much not to clarify in the podcast because we do research on this podcast. Frank Sinatra was born in 1915 and he died in 98.
0: So he's like literally dying within 10 years of trying to beat her up. And I I cannot confirm the walker thing. (laughs) Researching, did Frank Sinatra use a walker? (laughs) Or maybe a cane? A cane he could actually use to beat her up, though. A lot easier. So if he was smart, he would have used a cane. Um... Okay, so she's on SNL, which, like, you got to be famous. So I think this is, like, right after her second album came out. And by I think, I mean, I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure based on when I looked at her Spotify, it was right after her second album. Um, so she's on SNL. Huge deal, huge platform, you know, whatever. And she sings, um, she does, like, an acoustic version, I'm pretty sure, of, um, or a- a- acapella, I think, maybe version of the song called war by Bob Marley, which is from his album from the seventies. And his, when he sang the song, it was about anti apart, apartheid or whatever. Did I say that right? Apartheid. Apartheid, which we won't get into. Um, but, but it's bad. And so his was like about anti being that. And then she changed like some of the words because um, hers was about, like, anti-child abuse. So she was, like, singing about, like, stop, like, abusing children. Hell yeah. But, yeah. Good for you, girl. Um, and so the last song, or the last... Um, I shouldn't laugh. This is so serious. Okay. Keep it together, I'm, Ryan. Keep it together. I'm having flashbacks to the video of it, and it's so awkward. Um, so she... The last line of the... Song is We have confidence in good over evil And she sings that her, Like I said her voice is very like
1: ah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I'm gonna try to recreate The last line <laughs> I decided um, So the last line she's like We have confidence in good Over evil Is essentially how she sounded But worse <laughs> Um, and in the dress rehearsal, so, you know, SNL, they do a dress rehearsal the night before um, in front of an audience. In the dress rehearsal, she held up a picture of, like, a like sad orphaned child at the end. Um, just basically being, like, good over evil. Like, this kid is orphaned and, like, depraved of, like, nutrition and stuff. But, as we all know now, during the live performance that's, like, broadcast on TV she held up a picture of Pope John Paul II, who is the current Pope at this time, and then tears it up into like three or four pieces and yells, fight the real enemy. By the way,
1: brilliant move by her. If you want to get away with that, you have the dummy photo for Mm -hmm. the rehearsal because you know if you pull that stunt in the rehearsal, they're not going to even let you perform. No,
0: no, 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 no. She's a smart, smart girl. Yeah. doing so that's it like that's literally what she did she tore up a picture of the pope and yelled fight the real enemy and then it's so awkward you guys literally so just complete silence in the audience no not a single applause not like one clap no like woo not like one person's like woo it was a it was a very catholic crowd that night yeah apparently um just complete silence and she just like stands there. Oh, it's so awkward. I'm cringing. And, uh, she like takes her headphones off and then she like bends down and like, but blo- there was candles on the stage, I guess she's like blowing out candles. Um, literally on my notes, I just wrote like five times, like so awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward. So I guess, um, NBC, like they like didn't turn on the applause sign. Like they were like, Oh my God, what's going on? Cause they didn't know this was going to happen. And so, like, people are, like, freaking the freak out. So they tried to cut away, I guess, as quickly as possible. But, you know, the damage had been done.
1: That's a shrewd move
0: by whoever was running that applause
1: sign to be, like, I mean, not that I'm supportive of it, but to recognize in the moment, like, oh, uh, like, abandon standard procedure. Do not turn on the applause sign. Because I'm sure it's, like, a habit, force of habit now. Oh, artist stop singing?
0: Applause sign. Audience goes wild. So smart of them, and I was, I'm just like imagining if they didn't and they did turn on the applause sign, and like <laughs> the, whole, the whole audience is like, because <laughs> <laughs> they're not even really sure what they just watched, <laughs> so they're just like, Wah! especially if you were in like the back row, like you wouldn't probably have even seen what the picture was of. That's <laughs> so literally what I was just thinking. If
1: you're in the audience, I doubt you could really see what that photo is. You're just like, oh, she's holding a little
0: because it's not a big photo, right? No, it's like a like, size of a postcard. Yeah, like a 4 by 6 maybe? Yeah, sure. I don't know, like, how large a photo is. You're like, like I don't know
1: time, I don't know dates, and I don't know dimensions.
0: Dimensions, yeah, like, too much, like, conversions and stuff. But yeah, Way so too pl- many conversions with that one. <laughs> and, I mean, I've been to, like, live tapings of shows before, because I'm super fun, and like you were like not allowed to like make noise unless the sign is on. So like the audience was just like following like their job and like their roles of like oh there's no sign so we probably shouldn't clap even though she's just saying and literal puppets. Yeah. Just like sheep all. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, I basically didn't know this was happening. Um they didn't change they didn't cut it out for, you know, the West Coast per- like showing because the west west coast obviously it shows a little bit later um because of time zones. Hmm. I do get that. I understand that one. And a little bit kind of. So California it's like there's a different time. Um the west coast still like sees the drama. Um but then if they did any reruns um or whatever like they used her dress rehearsal mm. moment with the orphan baby. So NBC ends up getting 4,400 calls the next day. <laughs> only a handful of which were in praise of her. Almost all of them were like, fuck this bitch. Is she trying to like murder the Pope? Um, And for anyone
1: who's like, you know, under the age of 21 doesn't understand this calling thing. Cause they're like, What's calling? We text right. and we tweet. This would be the equivalent of like Sinead O'Connor being hashtagged like 400,000 times.
0: Yeah. So she would have been like a trending topic on Twitter. Exactly. Um, so people are livid. It's like huge. Front page, the New York Daily News, which is I think a big day, like a big news paper. <laughs> it's um, a big news, you know, the New York Daily it's, News. It's a big news it comes out daily in New York and um, they have the front page. is just a picture of her face. And then the um, like caption is holy terror. <sighs> Which like, okay, calm down. Overdramatic much. Yeah. So people are up in arms about this. Um, I'm i ass- I'm sure she got death threats. I mean, if people already wanted to fight her just for saying no to a sports event, you can only imagine what they'd want to do to her for this. Not like, I don't know, perk your ears up and say, oh, maybe this girl has a point. Mm
1: -hmm. Or if you disagree, disagree respectfully because uh, she didn't threaten to murder anyone. She ripped up a piece of paper.
0: She ripped up a piece of paper with a picture on it. Meanwhile, the Pope is turning a blind eye to thousands of priests who are molesting young boys. Anywho, here's a couple people's reactions, which are fun fun little reactions so joe pesci <laughs> joe, oh my god <laughs> let that sink in for a second joe pesci gets involved this is the time
1: where like joe pesci's opinion was like that's a go-to opinion which is crazy right. to think about not that he never deserved to do that but nobody would think joe pesci's still around you know you could still get his opinion but nobody cares what joe pesci has to say in 91 oh joe pesci you know, big time, Martin Scorsese, muse. People cared what he had to say.
0: Not only did they care what he had to say, he was the host of SNL next week. Um, so he's that big. He's hosting freaking SNL. So I Joe love Pesci- Joe
1: Pesci, by the way. I don't know what, what's about to happen here. I may like him less. But <laughs> in, this, in this moment, this could be my last few moments enjoying Joe Pesci. But <laughs> I really enjoy him and all his
0: work. Well, take it in because he's about to try to fight a girl. <laughs> No. (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Damn it, Joe. (laughs) Damn it, my cousin Vinny. Oh my God, I love my cousin Vinny. I know. Did you just ruin my cousin Vinny for me? Okay. Uh, I'm going to watch... Well, I'm going to watch just Marissa Tomei's parts of my cousin Vinny. (laughs) We're going to do a a Ryan Alkire cut where we just cut Vinny out of every scene. It's my cousin Marissa Tomei now. (laughs) Her outfits are amazing in that movie. Um... Anyway, so Joe Pes- Pesci, like, is popping out the cuts somewhere and is like, I'm on SNL, and his opening monologue. So this is the following week. Um, he uh, freaking has the piece of paper with the... He has the picture that she ripped up, and he taped it back together, <sighs> which I'm like, did they save it? Like, you could have just reprinted a picture of him. So he has the freaking picture and he's taped it back together. And he shows up. And he goes, <laughs> she's lucky it wasn't, I'm going to try to do a joke. <laughs> uh, she's lucky it was a mass show. Because <laughs> if it was mass show, I would have gone, I would have gave her such a smack. <laughs> I don't know sounds like mickey mouse but
1: <laughs> no that was a that was a terrible I'd, joe pesci impression <laughs> i feel bad. like
0: i feel like one of the uncles on full house always did a joe pesci impression oh was it did dave
1: coulier do it
0: it would always do one so that's like what i'm trying to channel but
1: i i really I mean, don't understand this concept right where it's like you disrespected my religion okay i understand okay but then your response is to be violent when religion practices and preaches nonviolence. That's a tenet of religion: It's to be peaceful,
0: right. love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. What don't, are we doing here? Like the eleventh commandment should freaking be: don't try to like smack a bitch. Because like, <laughs> where, like, where is this like the appropriate response? So on live freaking television, he is saying, "I'm gonna." I would have given her such a smack. I'm like, <laughs> and that's not gonna get controversy. Like. And he gets a huge applause. So it said, like, he got a huge applause, like when he addressed this moment. I'm like, yes, let's like freaking applaud the guy who said he's gonna hit a woman. Really, really great societal <sighs> standards to set. And like, God forbid a woman, a woman like speaks her opinion and has an opinion that goes against yours. But like, good job, Joe Pesci and Frank Sinatra. Let's just like go beat people up. Terrible. <sighs> so this like whole thing's problematic. I'm like this is why, this is why 90s kids are so messed up. <laughs> These were the people that we were raised on. Um, Marissa Tomei should have been the host, honestly. Oh god, I can't get yeah. over her.
1: So uh, I hope you found Marissa Tomei's opinion all, on all this. I'm gonna ask her honestly. Um,
0: can, can, so, can, we, can we ring her in? <laughs> oh, she's on the phone, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> First off, how was filming my cousin Vinny, Academy Award-winning performance? Okay, so um, that's Joe Pesci's freaking moment. I don't care. I'm over it. So TBT to when you brought up Madonna earlier. Madonna randomly pops out the cuts as well. I think she was the um, I think she was the musical guest that week
1: too. Don't, um, don't tell me I can never karaoke like a prayer ever again.
0: No, um, honestly, Madonna's isn't bad. She's, but hers is like kind of funny. So, um, I think she was the musical performer. Um, she was doing some song about like sex. Cause like, this was like hers, like sexy, like phase. Like a virgin? Yeah, I think so. I don't know when that came out, but, um, so she holds up a picture at the end of her performance and says, fight the real enemy. <laughs> And it's a picture of this guy named Joey Budafoco. Joey, Buda- <laughs> Joey Pesci. Joey <laughs> Pesci. Now everyone's trying to fight Joey Pesci. No, um, Joey Budafoco or yeah, something. Yeah, J- Joey Budafoco. Yeah, yeah, Do you know who he is? I, I've
1: heard the name. I've I've heard the name, but I don't. I He's been a pop culture Me. reference for
0: many years. So I looked up who this dude is, and that's a whole fun we should do like an episode where you do scandals that didn't involve celebrities that just involved normal people that became like. That became celebrities through their scandal. Through it. Like this. And then the girl who cut her husband's dick off. I like, was literally ones. about to mention that. Yeah. I love her. Anyway. So Joey Budafolko, um was a. It's card- Foucault, right? Budafuco? I, yeah, I don't know. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even know what the name of the main character in the story is, let alone this guy. So, Joey Butifol- uh was, uh, he was in the news re- like during the same time. Um, he was a car owner, like a body, auto body shop owner in New Jersey or something. And he was on trial for like statutory rape of like some girl because aff- he had an affair with like a 15 year old. And then the 15 year old went to the, house and shot his wife in the face oh
1: my god so
0: that was the drama like that was a current scandal so she held up a picture of him and was like fight the real enemy like this guy who's like sleeping with young girls who then is like shooting his wife you know someone who's like i guess controversial so uh, that was like her take on that like drama and then she like set up said later in an interview she's like um she's like I'm not saying she couldn't, she shouldn't be voicing her opinion, but there's other ways to present an idea other than ripping up a picture of someone who means a lot to a lot of people. And I'm like, okay, well present a different way to do it than Madonna. And then there was like also a side drama where people were like, Madonna's just jealous because she was releasing an album that week. And Sinead O'Connor, like, took over the media and so like people didn't pay attention to Madonna that week or whatever. I, I love that take. That's a f- yeah. fucking great take. That's my great, that's my favorite take. And then also another take was, um, cause this was during her like sexy when she would be like sexy, which I guess was a thing and like stripping and someone goes, Oh, so after a whole press tour of Madonna stripping and selling sex to sell albums, she suddenly found God again. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, the dragging of Madonna that has to do with this. So that's just like current, like moments that people were reacting. So then it all comes to fruition again um, about 13 days later. So, like, two weeks later conversions, 13 days, two weeks. Um, so, Sinead is, I've also said her name differently every time. <laughs> That that
1: way you're safe. You know, the Sinead crowd is going to go after
0: you for the Sinead, but the Sinead, you're going to be safe. You can't get mad at me. I'm just doing both. (laughs) Uh, So Sinead does um, a Bob Dylan tribute concert. So I guess Bob Dylan died or something and they're doing a tribute concert at Madison, Madison square garden. There's like 10,000 people there. Huge deal. And then, This is just so 90s Chris Christofferson is the MC of this freaking tribute concert. So he's the one who like is announcing all the guests and stuff. Um, lots of really big names performing at this thing. And Chris Christofferson is introducing her and he says, I'm real proud to introduce this next artist. Her name has become synonymous with courage and integrity. So he's like on Sinead's side and he introduces her instantly mixed reviews of booing and like some applause. Like some people are like, woohoo. And
1: but by the way, Bob Dylan isn't dead. And he, and he, and he wasn't dead in,
0: in 91 for sure. Then why are they doing a tri- tribute concert? Yeah. He's a legend. No, that makes sense because I actually had friends who saw him in concert in college. So that would... Yeah, he had to be alive for that. <laughs> um, they said he couldn't... They couldn't really understand what he was saying, though. So... Oh, well. End of his career. Um, okay, so Bob Dylan's alive, I guess, still. <laughs> which is a scandal in itself. I thought he had died. <laughs> um, and for some reason, they were doing tributes to him. I'm like how do I get a tribute concert while I'm still alive? Um, I thought tribute meant like tribute to like a passed away soul. Um, there's different kinds of tributes, you know, mm, apparently you learn something new every day guys. Um, so Bob Dylan's they're doing songs. So she gets like booed, mostly booed. Um, but some applause you can hear, this is the other video that I've, I'm referencing. So we'll post the link to this video. Um, and so she walks up to the mic and is just taking it all in. And her piano player starts playing. She was supposed to sing um, a Bob Dylan song, obviously. And, um, but then he stops playing because the boos are too loud. <laughs> oh, wow. um, and then she kind of steps to the side of the mic, like, and kind of walks towards the front of the stage, and people are booing, booing, booing. And, um, Chris Christopherson comes onto the stage, and gives her a hug in front of everyone, and they're kind of near the mic, and you can hear him say, "Don't let the bastards get you down," <laughs> which is just like so Chris Christopherson of him. And you can hear that on the video. Yeah. Oh wow. He says like a he says like a he like hugs her and is like saying some stuff to her, but that's the only thing you can hear him say, like because it kind of gets picked up by the mic. Um all right Chris Christofferson supporting the cause <laughs> Yes Chris Christofferson um I don't even know really who he is but um he kind of looks like um who does he look like He looks like a bootleg
1: of someone <laughs> I feel like it's a rule of thumb that if your first name is incorporated into your last name you you automatically become famous
0: Exactly. I'm like, I feel like he's just famous for his name. He, he's Chris Christofferson. Yeah. He's never done anything except MC the Bob Dylan concert. The only thing he's ever done has been named, right? It's been named. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't done a thing since birth. <laughs> uh, so he's like hugging her and like talking shit about the audience. And, um, and then he walks away. And then her, her piano player starts playing again. And she waves him off. She goes, no, like waves him like, cut it, cut it. And then instantly goes into the mic and starts doing her version of War, the song that she sang on SNL. Starts doing that like into the mic. And she's like so passionate about it, so like hyped up. The crowd gets louder and louder with booing. And she um, like, does the last like, evil. Like last little like line that we remember from earlier. And then walks off stage, like, passionately walks off stage, and then kind of, like, falls into Kristen arms, and she's, like, sobbing. Like, you can, like, see her sobbing.
1: I need and to see like, this. This sounds like such a powerful moment.
0: Really cool. It actually is a really cool moment. Um, and very, like, you can just, like, feel her intense, like, anger and probably sadness. Um, and passion. Passion, yeah. Like, I, I, I think- can feel
1: it just from you kind of breaking it down, like... Play yeah. by play, I could feel it. You know, I can. Ima- I'm imagining Sinead. You know, doing her
0: thing. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting booed by 10,000 people. Um, if you're listening to this at home, just like start booing <laughs> that I can feel it. But then still keep listening and <laughs> applaud at the end. And rate us five stars. And rate us five stars. Uh, so she's like shaking, kind of, and like crying and sobbing into Chris Christofferson's arms. Classic Chris Christopherson, honestly. <laughs> Um, that kind of like brings it all back up again, even though it's only been two weeks, like people still were like talking about it. And then this was like huge moment. So a day, a couple days after this concert, some guy from the National Ethnic Coalition of Organizers, which is just a bunch of words put together. I'm like, what is that? What do you do? Or a coalition of organizers. So you're an organization that organizes things, I guess. It's a little redundant. Yeah, it seems like not really worth anything. But see, it's a
1: it's a group. It's an organized group of organizers. What they their whole task is to
0: organize things. Yeah, their meetings must be super efficient. Um <laughs> They're so organized. They're very organized. So they organized this like um like what's it called? When people are mad. And people are mad. It's a mad like a mad rally. A rally. There we go. <laughs> Call it a rally. So they they say, a uh, protest. 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 <laughs> so they say, um, for every CD or, you know, tape, cassette tapes, TBT, those were a thing. Um, if you bring any of Sinead O'Connor's CDs or cassette tapes, we'll donate $10 per CD to charity. It doesn't say which charity. So they probably just kept it. But um, <laughs> over 200 people brought. Um, CDs and cassette tapes and records of O'Connor's and then this is like so extra they had a 30 ton steamroller oh. come and steamroll all of her CDs and cassette, tape, cassette tapes and stuff this
1: Which is like, like the go to move if you're mad at a, a musician because yeah. this happened with the Dixie Chicks
0: as well yeah, but it's like so stupid because I'm like okay so You just wasted your money. Right. Um, It's just so stupid. And then guess what? I said this with the
1: Dixie Tricks episode we did. But the joke's on them because they're going to miss Sinead. They're going to go out, buy another cassette tape or CD, double the profits.
0: mm -hmm. Well, no offense, but I don't think a lot of people miss Sinead. Um, (laughs) Like I said, her songs were kind of hard to get through. It's um, more like a
1: one-time listen. So so maybe it wasn't that productive for Yeah, Maybe they were like, all right, well,
0: Whereas Dixie Chicks? You got to get back onto the Dixie Chicks. So it probably worked in their favor. (laughs) So yeah, people are mad about it still. Um, So she says, the brutality under which I grew up will continue for thousands of Irish children and I must by any means necessary without the use of violence prevent this happening because I am a Christian the Catholic Church have controlled us by controlling education through their teachings on sexuality, marriage, birth control, and abortion, and most spectacularly through the lies they taught us with their history books. So she basically is being like, I went to freaking Catholic school and I saw abuse in front of my eyes. And she went on to say also, she was like, I was never attacking the Pope specifically. I was attacking the institution that he's in charge of for allowing all this abuse to go on. It was symbolic. Symbolic. If she had a picture
1: of a church, I don't think people would really get it. It's like, oh, you don't like going to church. And the um, fact that it
0: resonated with so many people means what she did worked. It worked. So, this is like, um, this is a whole decade before the Boston Globe did their whole article on the abuse and it became a well known thing, highlighted by the movie Spotlight from a couple years ago. So she's, like, so ahead of her time. She's like, I know what the fuck's going on. Y'all need to listen. But instead, people just were, like, mad at her and didn't listen. And, like, 10 years later, she's like, ha, 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 like, I fucking told you. Um, did, did she have a comment on when the the child
1: abuse was revealed and uncovered? The, the rampant child abuse that was happening throughout the Catholic Church. The, did, did she ever comment on that?
0: Probably um. obviously I have no idea but I'm sure she was like I told you so like I've been saying this for a decade so I like I feel like when she said this the public wasn't like ready to accept it like they were like I don't want to hear this like who how dare you like say that our like institution is like corrupt whereas now people like get it more but I still I still feel like even now it's like kind of a lot of people like don't like want to accept it um, yeah I, I I was I was gonna say that actually I'm sure
1: people to this day are in denial but I think a lot more people are aware now because it's a fact there's evidence yeah. uh, many priests have gone to even prison
0: mm-hmm.
1: that yes there were there was abuse of all kinds happening in churches all around the world. And there, and on top of it, there were coverups.
0: So many coverups. So like the Pope that she ripped up, um, essentially would take the fall later on when it came public, um, for it kind of was proven that he knew about it the whole time and just like turned a blind eye. Um, so she was very right in ripping up his freaking piece of paper picture. Um, here, here's yeah. the facts. Any massive institution is going to have
1: corruption, so right. for anyone to be in denial about corruption regarding a, a massive institution is kind of just ignoring history. Yeah. And uh I understand that there's an emotional attachment because it's religion, you know? And right. and that's goes to spirituality and there's there's like deep cultural roots there. So I get how it can be hard for there to be acceptance on something as horrific as child abuse. But you know, you have to come to terms with it because it happened and that's the best way, you know, societally, you know, we can move forward and fix the issue because that's the most important
0: thing to not to not allow it to happen again. But just like with anything, also if someone's speaking their, speaking their voice and they're, you know, trying to make a statement, it's also easier to scapegoat and attack the person who's saying it rather than accept the truth and, you know, realize what's actually going on. So everyone freaking wanted to beat up Sinead O'Connor. When you should have been beating up the Pope and your local priest, probably. So like, channel your anger in the right direction, you guys. Joe Pesci. That's why there's a lot of
1: whistleblower protections. Pe- people go after the people who are just speaking truth to power. And it's unfortunate because th- the real focus should be on the the corruption and the
0: real scandal of it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people who are mad actually also knew what was going on and wanted to... F- draw the attention away from it by getting mad at her so they're like you know let's be mad at her and actually not look into this um so after this whole drama her album sales pretty much like came to a halt like kind of like fucked up her career um she's still making music to this day um she recently changed her name Oh, and um i guess she's muslim now <laughs> you guys she's on a journey which is good for her but um really quick little scandal that hits close to home and i remember this happening um so she ended up actually leaving America a year after this whole scandal because she was like, you know, fuck this place. Went back to Dublin.
1: Mm.
0: Kind of flew more under the radar, still released music. Um, she changed her style. I think at one point she started doing like um, like Bob Marley type music, reggae, which is like sore random. Um, and so anyway, so the one really quick little drama. She criticized Miley Cyrus once for um, using during Miley Cyrus's banger fit bangers phase when she was like, you know, twerking on Robin Thicke and stuff. Um, she was like, Miley, like stop using sex to like sell albums. Like you're better than that. You're a role model. You should be like giving a good like image to young women, blah, blah, blah. I remember this. Yeah. She wrote an open letter, which is like, you essentially write something online addressed to someone, but it's public. Um, and then, Miley, who is freaking my icon and my queen, responded, Sinead, I don't have time to write you an open letter because I'm hosting and performing on SNL this week. So if you'd like to meet up and talk, let me know in your next letter, smiley face. I'm like, (laughs)
1: yes!
0: Um, Which is like the best response. She's like, sorry, busy pulling double duty on SNL, also TBT to when your entire career like came to a crashing halt when you were on SNL. Um, Yeah, there's like layers of shade in that. So much shade! Oh my god, I love it. She's like, I'm busy hosting shit, um, and then I, I think Sinead actually also responded to that and like tried to sue Miley or something, or like, <laughs> all like let it die. Um, I,
1: I do like Sinead though, but this this is a bad
0: moment. That that's that's not great. She has her ups and downs, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just really respect her because of this whole thing. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but like. She was right the whole time, and um, T- taking that stand in 1991—it's it- right. courageous. Top, like, yeah, it's, it's, it was controversial. It was risky. Like, she had to know there was going to be consequences. I don't think she knew how big it would be, but um, yeah, she was like, I don't know, she was a radical from an early age, and it kind of helped her career, I think, a little bit, having that like kind of rebel like image, but. Obviously, it also ruined her career in the end, but she's still making music. I think she she literally released something like this year. Mm. Um, I saw it on Spotify. Did not listen to it. You know, I gave it a good run. I couldn't keep going, unfortunately. Four songs a year from Sinead. That's all we can take. Four songs a lifetime. Um, <laughs> first time and last time I'll probably listen to her. But yeah, so that's Sinead slash Sinead O'Connor for you and the ripping up of the Pope. That's what I've named it. What a story. A roller coaster. But I
1: do find it fascinating, these scandals that we do, where the media reaction or even something that the person is reacting to, in this case, Sinead, she's reacting to child abuse in the Catholic Church. Those things are, are far worse than anything she ever did.
0: Yeah, that's the real scandal. But mm-hmm. no, let's get mad about a piece of paper getting ripped up and then let's tape it back together. What, what made you, th- can I ask you this? What made you think mm-hmm. of this? Um, honestly, I always liked the scandal, like growing up, I guess I just thought it was interesting cause I didn't know who she was other than from this. I like literally had never heard of her. Um, I don't know. I think I, like I said, I kind of like keep a running list of like random scandals that pop into my head and this one just like called to me this week and it felt, it felt right. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think that that's it for this week. Right, Right. That's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Um, share with your friends. Rate, review, subscribe.
1: Five stars, everyone. Five
0: stars. If you're oh, listening on started- iTunes, give us a review. We started on Instagram, too, so follow us on Instagram. And yes. we'll be posting our episodes and other more current um, pop culture scandals on there. It'll be really fun. At Holly Shook Pod, Follow us there and check us out on Patreon,
1: patreon.com backslash hollyshook. If you want more exclusive episodes. Yay, I'm so excited about that. All right, thanks for listening. Bye.